All right, welcome to the PNW Peak Baggers podcast. I'm Bill Goodgen. I'm the founder of PNW Peak Baggers, and I am your host. And our guest today is Greg Henriksen. Greg, thank you for being here. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Yep. You excited? Yeah, yeah, I know on. you're a little bit nervous, as everybody is, but we'll get through that, right? You'll be all oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, sweaty palms like I'm like I like I'm near exposure. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, hey, Greg's been with uh, PNW Peak Bagger since February 2019. Uh, Greg is born and raised in Seattle. He's married with 16 year old son and twin 14 year old girls. So that's got to be interesting. Side note: um, It's his son's idea for his uh, unusual uh, WTA username of kids won't hike. I've always wondered about that. So I'm glad you told me what that was all about. We'll have to learn more about that. I'm sure. Um, so Greg did a lot of hiking, um, in the Boy Scouts. Um, he actually did two 50 mile hikes. That's pretty, uh, ambitious as a Boy Scout, um, across the Glacier Peak wilderness area from Kennedy hot springs to holding Holden on, uh, two consecutive summers in the seventies. Right. Um, the second yes. one, he actually led as a 15 year old. That's super cool. I'm sure there's some good stories. We'll hear of that. Um, he also did some hikes with the family and his dad. Many times they would want to just get to the top of mountains, get some crazy cool views. Um, they also did a lot of stream fishing, which entailed hiking up and down the riverbank and bushwhacking his way to find some good fishing holes. Interesting. I think that's how Ed Kenny said he started uh, peak bagging was from a fishing trip. Um, in high school, Greg took up golf. Um, and as those high school sports do, they take up all of your attention, especially when you get good at it, like Greg did. So that probably took up the majority of his time for the next 25 years. So not really much hiking, uh, but he still loved the mountains. Uh, but mostly did his exploring by either getting on the mountain roads on a dirt bike or a snowmobile. And then he started back hiking when his son was in Cub Scouts and he became friends with a couple of the scout dads who liked to hike. And it didn't take long to get him hooked again. And now he's obsessed. Um, just before the show, I checked out peakbagger.com. I stalked Greg's profile. And I see that he has 549 unique peaks and 1,263 ascents recorded. I would say, yes, you might be a little obsessed, Greg. So welcome again. So I'm going to start off with a question I ask um, all of our guests. Um, so what's your definition of a peak bagger? Oh, Someone who's obsessed about getting to the top of peaks, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you can't, if you're going on a trip, I mean, it seems like you, the most important thing, I mean, you know, you have safety and all that, you want to get to the top and, you know, now with, you know, you can keep track of them, you know, it, uh, you can get pretty obsessed by, by wanting to hit all these peaks, you know. And, you know, sometimes it takes away maybe when you're just going to go on a regular hike or something, you know, oh, we got to get this, in, <laughs> we got to get to this peak. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, somebody asked me this question one time, or we were talking about hiking and I had made the comment about, well, I'm not really a hiker. And they thought that was funny because I hike all the time, but I don't really consider myself a hiker. Like I don't 
go hiking to go to a lake really or go hiking to like just check out a trail i go hiking to get to the top of a peak if i'm gonna if i'm gonna put some shoes on um, or some trail runners or something i'm getting to the top that's my that is my goal <laughs> so you're working yeah. um well, yeah so, sorry go ahead Oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. It's, sometimes it's like, well, how how was your hike? And you just think, well, this really wasn't just a, a simple hike. This was, you know, bushwhacking, scrambling, root finding. You know, this was a full time, a full day adventure. Yeah. Do you think? Um, so it's it's actually an interesting question that I hadn't really thought of before in uh, interviewing other guests. Do you think that um, that focus of getting to the top? Um, and summiting and, you know, bagging that peak really helps the, the drive to get there. I mean, sometimes would you think maybe in the past before you really got focused on peak bagging that you might turn around otherwise, maybe because the conditions weren't that great or the weather sucked or you just weren't having a good time. Whereas now you're like, too bad (laughs) I'm going. Yeah, there's probably some of that. Yeah, because I I know that there's many many times when the conditions aren't 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 bad. I mean, for me, it was always, hey, let's you know, if you if you're out in in the mountains and you see some vista or something, you want to get to the vista, you know. And it really didn't get into the whole peak begging thing until you know you started to venture out. Until I started to venture out more, and then you know, and and you found you could get to more of these peaks, and then once there was the peak bagging site, you know, then where you could kind of keep track of it and see, and then you see other right. places, then it kind of, well, I need to get, I, I need to get this peak, you know? Yeah. So when, now, the, like, do you recall when you sort of felt that transition take place? Like how, so you joined peak baggers and our PNW peak baggers in 2019, like, and you said, that you got back into it when your son was in Cub Scouts. So like how long before 2019 did that obsession really kick back in and into high gear? Well, one of my, uh, the scout dad's friend, Robert had gotten me back into hiking and, and then we became pretty good friends. And then he was, he did a lot of hiking, hiking. And so we would go out and, and we started, you know, doing, we go up to a couple of peaks. We did like Silver Peak, and I think we did like like Sorcery or something. And but it wasn't until like uh, October of or September of 2018 where my wife was had something going on that had a conference down in Florida, and she wanted to take the kids down to 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 Disney World down there. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to Disney World, you know, in September when it's just beautiful here. You know, I I wanted to, you know, do some of this stuff. So I I did that and I did like Table Mountain one day. And then my friend says, Hey, you want to do Silver Peak? And I'm like, well I was gonna go to Mount Rainier. Well you can go down there the next day. So anyway, I did like three days of of getting to these peaks and I'm like, this is good. I can do this, you know? And that kind of set me off on on really trying to go and get you know to do more more difficult stuff because even a a year before that we had done like wallace falls and you know all those steps coming down we had gone up to wallace lake and came around the other side and my knees hurt so bad i couldn't catch those guys yeah 
you know, and I'm like, I don't know, this is, you know, so I think I was going to the gym at the time. So, you know, I said, I got to do something with my knees, you know, and, uh, but, but anyway, after doing a little bit more, I found out, Hey, I, I, I can go out and do some more stuff. So it was like, Hey, forgot there was a couple of I-90 peaks. I started doing that. And I don't know when, the, when it changed to really getting, you know, looking at the peaks. Did you, um, you know, I, I once you got at... on to peakbagger.com, did, it sounds like maybe you had to go back and then kind of research some of the stuff you'd already done and reload that. Did you go through all of that trouble or did you just start recording stuff from the moment you got on there? No, for I, went, I went back. Yeah, no, I went back. <laughs> you got yeah. back. You want to make sure and get every, every yeah. single peak, right? Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. You know, I don't, maybe it didn't happen right away, but you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I did that one. I did that one too, because it's a good, you know, it's a good research yeah. tool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. I told you, uh, before we jumped on the call, actually, I'm pretty excited. One of the upcoming episodes on, we like it on top the podcast. Um, I actually have Greg, Greg, the founder of peakbagger.com on there. So I'm, uh, I'm real excited about that. I, I think people will definitely want to hear his perspective. He's a guy that, you know, is kind of quietly behind the scenes, built this super powerful tool that so many of us in the group use. Um, and and mm -hmm. we've connected to each other and shared tracks and, you know, shared beta, um, not only through the PNW Peak, peak backers group but um also through greg's website so yeah so um you talked about your knees you and i are about the same age um actually i saw you here not too long long ago up on granite um i was kind of uh, i'm recovering from a uh, back surgery that i had over the summer and you and i were commiserating about injuries and you know the toll that the mountains take on us older guys um, so I, how, how do you combat some of that? And, you know, is that just part of what it is? And when injuries come up, you just deal with them or do you have, like, do you have a plan where you're trying to stay ahead of that? No, I have no plan <laughs> for, for a while there. Uh, uh, another uh, guy, uh, Glenn Anderson, who I do a lot of hiking with, he just had hip surgery and he's, you know, close to our age. And, you know, I've never, I've never, you know, he's just, he had, you know, I had to take like three months, three or four months off on that, you know, but I, I've never really had to stretch, but now I really need to start getting into the stretching, you know, the, one of the things is, is in this is the last couple of months, you know, I probably need to take a break, but you know, I'm my, my both, I'm wearing two ankle braces <laughs> you know, going out on hikes. So, you know, I'm just plugging along until I can't do it anymore. I guess, you know, I know that I need to take a break, but then the other thing along with peak baking is I have elevation goals and <laughs> those are kind of hard to, hard to get hard to stop yeah. doing that, you know, and taking a break. And then, of course, the nice days are when, you know, one of your, your scramble buddies says, hey, let's go, let's go out. And you're like, well, okay, I got to go out. Yeah. You know? What do you do um, for exercise outside of, you know, peak bagging and hiking? Um, you go to the gym, you hit the gym or you runner, cyclist, or is it, you know, you pretty much that's where you focus your energy is on just getting outside it's mostly just going and getting outside and, you know, 
your feet big. And yeah. Did you, um, so you mentioned your knees, um, in the beginning. And I think you were talking when I ran into, you were talking about it, even some knee issues here recently, but also now you're dealing with ankle issues. Have you had any knee surgery or is that a concern for you? Do you, do you need to do that? No, not, not yet. I, you know, every once in a while you get a little bit of knee pain. I think, you know, when I, one of the things is that I, I, think because i've been going pretty hard now for about three or four years that you build up some good good muscles and you know in and around the ankles and in and around the knees you know to where i haven't really had too many problems because they're always you know in some of the stuff that we're doing you know we're not just on a regular hiking trail we're we're going on like a climber's trail there's always sideways motion if you're snowshoeing you know your your legs and feet are going sideways all the time and i think over the course of time, you know, we kind of build up some good, good muscles mm-hmm. in there that, that you're able to do that, yeah. you know, because I remember, you know, getting started. I mean, it was a struggle. It was <laughs> a big time struggle, you know, and, and I, I look back and I can't believe I can, you know, I'm doing some of these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so that's, I'm... that's been very helpful, but I know the age thing is that we all got to come, you know, I, yeah, the stretching thing is something that I've really had to to, to force myself. No, I to love that. On. That's a really good recommendation. One I need to probably take a lot more seriously myself. You know, last last two years for me, really, I've, I've had you know some big injuries and has really stopped me from achieving some goals that were really important to me. And is so frustrating to feel like I'm starting almost like all over again somebody asked me to go on a hike tomorrow and I'm like, man, I, I can do like Mount Sai. Um, but I'm, I'm not doing anything more than that yet. Like I, I'm just not there. My back's not going to allow me to do that. And I just have to have to be really patient, which is something I'm not good at. And a lot of us aren't when you get injured, you know, that's the risk is that you'll go back and re-injure yourself. So, um, yeah, you don't want to do that with the with the back surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, you just need to kind of follow what they say. That you know, you're probably going to want to push it. Yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Greg, you talked um, about uh, your friend um, that uh, you started to do some hiking with from the Scouts, and then you talked about you know other other people. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I forget his name that you. It's kind of mentored you and helped you out. Like who who are your like go-to partners? Um, if you're okay mentioning them or they're okay you mentioning them. And then a second part of that for you, like what makes a really good partner for you? What, what are you looking for when you're heading into the mountains with somebody? I know this is like a really important thing because people come into the group a lot and they're looking for hiking partners and they get frustrated or climbing partners. They get frustrated that there's not just a line of people who volunteer and say, I'll go with you. Um, There's a lot to it when you pick somebody that you're going with. Um, I mean, you and I've seen each other out on the trail several times. We've never hiked together. And um, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I assume we would be compatible, but you just don't know until you get out there. Right. So Talk about your your pals and partners and what you look for. 
Well, I, I have two pretty much go-to partners. You know, one of them is uh, Angie Cooper, and the other one would be Glenn Anderson. And uh, Angie and I met on the trail, and Angie does WT, WTA trip reports, you know. And so we had read each other's trip reports and then met on Snoqualmie Mountain back in 2000, I don't know, uh, 2019. And then just kind of we're doing some messenger things and then, you know, went on our first hike, you know, just before COVID happened, like in February of 2020. And so, you know, we started doing doing a few couple hikes together. And, and you know, I at that point in time, I hadn't done really any snow snow hikes. And Angie had done more snow hikes than, than me. So, you know, they were like, hey, you want to go do Red Mountain from highway 97 <laughs> you know red, red excuse me red top lookout mm-hmm. from highway 97 i go yeah okay so we did that you know and then we did a few others and you know kind of found out that we both kind of hiked at the same pace both like to kind of go out and do kind of off you know not off uh, off the wall kind of kind of kind of trips go climb some peaks that you know maybe not very many people do or you know different routes in the snow and stuff like that, and then and then COVID happened. Oh right, and you know some of my other friends couldn't do anything, and so kind of Angie and I became friends because we we would just go out together when everybody else was you know couldn't yeah. go, and so we started doing more and more stuff. And with Angie, there's a good trust because we both do. Before we go out, we do a lot of research, both of us. You know, we'll pick we'll pick somewhere to go. And then we'll go, you know, do research, te- you know, and then text back and forth, you know, hey, is this the right so way what to go? It, what, Should we go uh, this way? Expand upon that a little bit for people who are maybe just starting to get into peak bagging. Where, where, what are your research tools? Where do you go to look for information and how do you validate um, the accuracy of that information? And what's kind of your, you know, like your go-to sites and or tools well, you use? There's, you know, to find out about, well, you know, first of all, it's kind of like, you know, CalTopo Cal is, is really good and really has some good maps and you can kind of scan where to go and you can, there's other little features on there, you know, slope angle shading, you know, you can kind of, you can check out where, you know, they show trails on there, you know, they show that there's some peaks, you know, it's a good, it's a good mapping feature. And then, you know, once you pick a peak, you can either, you know, you go on WTA you know, that one of the reasons why I joined was so I could kind of like give back because I got a lot of good information on WTA. Now, another really good nice site plug for to get... the Washington Trails Association, which I am also yeah. an yeah. ambassador for. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. More trip reports yeah. are always and... needed there. More What's trip that? reports are always welcome oh, yes. and needed. Yes. Um, I mean, they have oh, such a cool yes. app for searching. Sorry, I'm, I'm losing my voice here a little bit. I've had a cold and uh, lost my voice for almost a week. Um, so, yeah, I, sorry, go ahead. And, uh, you know, so that that was a good one. But then there was also a, a northwesthikers.net. Mm-hmm. Yep. NWhikers.net, which is has a lot of um, uh, good information on some – trips i mean wta is is mostly like for you know on trails you know there's a couple other you know you can always get good info there but northwest hikers is if you're trying to get some 
you know, some mid-state miler peak up, you know, up the Middle Fork or the Dingford, you know, someplace that hardly anyone goes to. You can sometimes get some good info there, you know, and then, you know, your site, the uh, Facebook group, you can get some good info there too, you know. So you kind of got to look around and then, you know, you're always the weather things. And so there's a couple of good weather apps out there, windy.com, which, and you kind of got me started on that mm-hmm. along with the um, Eric Schultz to help me out <laughs> on that too, to get a little bit more, more info on how to use yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it does take, a, it does take a little practice to understand what you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, those are, those are, are good, you know, good, good things to, to look at, you know, online. Um, you know, if, one of the things about research, and I don't know if we, we were going to, we, we might talk about this later. It's like, if you're just getting started in peak begging, like when I got started, I mean, I started doing, you know, you, everyone I think starts out with like sigh, you know, and you start doing Mount sigh and then you're like, well, wait a minute. It's here. probably you know, the first big hike for 90% of the people in the Seattle area. Um, they, it was for me when I got back, I did that like by myself, like in 2017 or something. I was like, wow, you know, that I've never been up here. Why did I never <laughs> go up here? This is, you know, I can do this, you know? And then it's like, you kind of go over the wall, you know, there's a bunch of, I mean, 990 peaks, though there's a lot of good ones and you go out and you, you, Hey, I can do these now. Then you can, you know, then I think everybody does the same thing. They start doing this and then they can, you can do some stuff around Mount Rainier National Park, you know, and then you start venturing out. Pretty soon you're out in the middle of nowhere on some no-name peak yeah, yeah. <laughs> miles from anyone and don't see anyone all day. So, I mean, that's kind of a – everyone kind of graduates that way, maybe to get started. And then you can also see how you are about, you know, how do you how are you uh, route finding? You know, that's a huge, a huge thing. Can you do this by yourself? And – you know, that's, that's a big Yeah. Let's thing. maybe talk yeah. about that a little think- bit more. Like, um, <clears throat> it's a skill, not a lot of people have, honestly. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people yes. that, you know, I've seen in the mountains that are solely reliant on Gaia or some other GPS device. And in the event that device goes down, they might find themselves in trouble. Um, then don't have maps. Yeah. And even if they had maps, they may not know how to read them um, and, or just kind of read the terrain. Um, how did you improve your skills there? And what do you do when you're out on the, when you're out in the mountains now, what do you use? Well, when I, you know, first, first started out a few years ago, I didn't have any apps or anything like that. So I would go to Caltapo and, I would print out maps. Don't, don't tell anyone. <laughs> I still do. Right. Great so, to anyway, have a map. so that I've had, I'll, I'll do a map with it's some long one. I'll just bring one because you just never yeah. know. And so I have the, I, you know, you're, you're looking at the maps and doing the research ahead of time is always helpful. If you're, if you're, if you're, you know, going to do something and that's why, you know, like, you know, when I was talking about with NG and I, I mean, we both, hike at the pretty much the same pace we both trust each other you know we both are involved in where we're going to go we both are involved with the research you know and we're both involved with you know which route to take you know so i mean there's been many times that we've had disagreements on which way to go (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> you're like, no, 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 this is the right way to go, you know, and it's, you know, I mean, but that's a good thing to have with a with with your you know hiking, climbing, scramble partner, whatever we're supposed to call this. You know? Yeah. And and so that that you know that's that's good when you have a partner. Now, when you're going solo, yeah, I would think you know have you know doing the research and kind of knowing and maybe having an idea of what kind of terrain it's going to be, and then having whether you looked at a map having a map is always kind of a good backup it's not a necessity but you know i also carry uh like a garmin 65 you know it it uh it'll show my track on the yep. way back you know it'll, i'll have my track so in case there's a lot of stuff that i'm doing is you know off trail and you're you know you got to be able to get your way back and going down is always more difficult than going back up for navigation. You're always going up. Hey, wait, this cliff wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. on my way up. <laughs> so where am I? You know, oh no, I'm going down the wrong yep. ridge. So you can look at that. You know, I have a Garmin watch. You know, smart watch supposedly. No, I don't know how to use it. So <laughs> half the stuff. But uh, you know, there's a little map there that you sometimes I I use because I don't want to look at my my uh, my you know, my bigger Garmin device. And then, you know, now that I have the app, it's really nice because it'll show you where you're at, you know, which is always kind of nice. I mean, I've only been doing that for about a year now. And I've thought, is this going to affect some of my navigational skills that that I have by, because I have this tool that is so helpful. I mean, it'll just show you where mm -hmm. you're at all the time. Yeah. But I've also had it where it's not, you know, you push the button and, it doesn't, it's not, it's taken a while to show you oh, where you're I've, at. I've had or that happen plenty of times. If you times, didn't preload yeah. it, if you didn't preload it, it's on grayscale mm -hmm. and you're like, well, where the hell am I, you know? And, and so it's kind of nice to have backups now. I mean, I mean, that's just me and my, pers I'm, my personality. I'm absolutely. <laughs> but, absolutely you know, I just, I stick with it. I stick with it. You know, I mean, you don't need that if you're just going to go when you're going at mailbox or something, yeah. but. Yeah. So, in um, can we talk about gear for a second? So, I mean, we're kind of talking about that a little bit here. Um, I'm always interested in, like, you know, your go-to gear. Like, what, what, what kind of pack is your your normal pack that you're using? What kind of boots or hiking hiking boots do you wear? And are you a trail runner guy or are you a hiking boot guy? And I, I've gotten into the trail okay. runners. Yeah, the trail runners are so light. I mean, I I like the well in the summertime. I use the low, you know, the low cut trail yep. runners, which I never thought I I would be able to because I always you know sprained an ankle playing basketball. I just thought no way am I going to go up there and with just low tops. You know, that's just crazy. But you know, once you build up a little strength in in the ankles, you know, then they're they're nice now. I've been having some ankle issues from overuse, mostly Achilles. And so I've been using the, the mid tops. I like the mid top, either the Solomon mid, mid top cross hike boots, or I kind of like the North face, um, Invictus, I think they're called. Those are pretty nice and light and waterproof. And I mean, I, I, I use those when I did McClellan peak in the earlier this year in the snow and they were nice i carried my uh trangos all the way i just you know 
I'll carry my mountaineering boots and I've done that a lot. as long as I yeah, can. I, and they absolutely. were good. I, I mean, like for them. the amount of weight they are, um, you get just, yeah. they're just so much more comfortable and you can move so much faster. Sure. Like I'm, I'm the same way. Like if I can get away with it, I'll wear trail runners everywhere I can go. I kind of switch them up. I don't know if you do this. Like if, if I'm have a like really uh, technical scramble that's planned, I'll wear one type of trail runners. If it's just a long, you know, it's a long day um, and I'll be on my feet, I'll, I'll wear a different, you know, I'll wear like Hoka speed goats because they're just super comfortable, but I don't feel as confident scrambling with those. Um, so I have like, I wear Sportiva Bushido twos for, you know, real technical scrambles. Cause I have a really good footbed, strong footbed. You do the same thing or you pretty much. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. And it's good that, that I, that you said that about the Hoka's because I don't, they just don't have, you know, you can't, they don't have the feel as the, with all that big yep. cushion. Yeah for the scramble part yeah and yeah. i shred them so i, I just the I, sh- I, I love them i just oh. shred them when i sh- scramble yeah. too because you know they the footbed yeah. so so or the sole so soft on them um yeah well the one thing about the trail runners i mean i i end up shredding the sides of them you know I, with a, a lot of bushwhacking mostly you know i mean they're not the greatest trail runners are awesome but they don't last as long with some of the stuff that i'm doing because you're you either scrape them on rocks, you know, by scrambling and or, you know, your boulder fields, talus fields, you know, or or they get ripped from from, you know, the kind of the schwack yeah, type yeah, of right. off trail stuff. Are you a poles or and no so, poles guy? No, I'm a pole. I'm a okay. pole guy. I have to okay. have poles. Yeah. Even uh, I've done a couple <laughs> I've done a couple uh, where I'll ride my dirt bike up a, up a road and then I'll go, I'll go on a hike from there and I go, oh, wait, I don't know any poles, you know? So, Oh, then I'll go find a couple of sticks. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm hiking with sticks, but no, I, I, I'm one of the few that use poles going uphill. I just, I, and coming downhill, yeah, all the time. And I'm thinking that that might, have, you know, be helping with, you know, not having, you know, some knee pains and stuff, especially at my age, doing some really steep, you know, coming yeah, down. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just like them. I've done some stuff without poles. I'm like, oh, wow, this is yep. different. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. So, um, let's talk about some, uh, some of the memorable peaks out of those 542, I think the number was unique peaks. Are there a couple that stand out where you're like most proud of yourself or you feel like, those were a couple of uh, crowning achievements for you, or was it more about finishing up a, a list of peaks or a, a set of peaks? Oh wow, there's been there's been quite a few good ones. You know, um, every year you end up doing some really nice ones. Like, and a lot of it is not getting to the peaks, but it's the journey. It's you know, the journey getting there. Like I did, uh, we did Buck Mountain this year with uh, Angie and, and Brenda. Yep. Uh, and I mean, just the beauty there was just phenomenal. I mean, it's just, you just we, there's been many times where we just sit back and just go, wow, <laughs> right? you couldn't design this. It's like when we did Buck, right? When we got, uh, oh, 
past Berg between Berg Mountain, Berg Mountain and, and Buck Mountain, there's this just this larch forest. And it's like green, you know, yellow grasses with with larch forests and lakes and mountains and you're just like this is like yeah. a park, but it's better yeah, than a right. park. You know, I mean, no one could ever design this, you know, and you're just looking at this going, you know, wow, you know, and, you know, some of the other ones where it's taken us all day, maybe it takes some other people less than all day, but we catch, we end up catching, you know, amazing sunsets. And, you know, we just did one up at uh, Spark Plug Mountain, which was pretty nice. And so, you know, the journey itself is. Spark is, Plug is Mountain. I'm not familiar with that. Where is, where is that? That's, that's up. That's up um, up by Stevens Pass. Oh. Surprise, surprise in Glacier Lake, surprise okay. Creek up there. Yeah, on the kind of the northeast side of uh, Mount Daniel. Okay, yeah, interesting. Between Mount Daniel and the yeah. So what's the, the stats on Spark Plug? Now you got me interested. In, like I might not. Oh, oh. What was it? Let's see. Where I have it, uh, it was like sixteen miles and. 5,000 something oh, with snowshoes. That's, that's a big day. Yeah. 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 It wasn't all snowshoes until, 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 uh, till till the end. And we were able to follow, uh, uh, I think we followed Kelly and Brenda's track. Oh, got it. For quite a, quite a long time. Okay. Maybe yeah. that's why yeah, that it sounds familiar up. to me. Cause I started scratching my head. Like I know somebody has put up a trip report on the, in the Facebook group about it, it may have been Kelly or Brenda. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. They were following Eric Schultz's track, you know, okay, maybe had, that was it. Yeah. 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 They did math peaks. Yeah. What I asked this not, sometimes people don't really want to give, give this one away, but is there a peak you're like, man, I'm never going back to that thing again i have no desire you can't pay me to go there again um well you, you can never say never because you know some of my other hiking buddies like you know walk because you know i joke quartz peak i just did quartz and you know it's a peak up the middle fork river and you know it's it's on the alpine lakes home court is number yep. 100 so it's on the bottom of the list but it's kind of a tough peak to get to you know, once you get up near the top, it's not not too difficult. But you know, you go up this ridge. There's no trail, and then you get to the top of the ridge. You know, it's kind of difficult. And then you have this traverse that is huckleberry bushes up to your up up to the top oh, of your head, and it's rocks and it's half snow and rocks. And you think you find have a good line, and then you find a cliff. So then you got to go up fifty feet to find another way to schwack through the huckleberry bushes. Uh. And, you know, people will do it on snow, but if you're in snow, then it's side hilling on super steep yeah. snow. And, you know, you got to be careful with avalanche conditions and, you know, you don't know if you're going to step in holes and stuff. And so I, when do you go? I chose to go in the, in, in, you know, a few weeks ago and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too, too bad, but I don't mind uh, bushwhacking too much, but after doing that one, <clears throat> we just did another one and it was only like, waist high i'm like oh that wasn't bad <laughs> <laughs> right and there's there's always well, some perspective you know, to be gained when you have those type yeah. two days no doubt sure and and i'm not i'm not one that likes a whole bunch of exposure you know here i am you know love to get to the top of mountains and things like that but when it comes to exposure i'm 
I, I, I've turned around a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we're, uh, we're getting close here on time. If you just a few more questions, uh, maybe if I could, um, what do you sure. like most about the PNW peak baggers, um, group and community? Oh, well, there's lots of things and met quite a few awesome people through it. And, you know, cause I've gone hiking with quite a few of the members there, you know, maybe a half a dozen of, of the members and just, they're super That's nice. Great. You know, you get a lot of good information on it. Um, you know, with everybody's, you know, with not only their pictures, you also get, you know, beta for, you know, what the weather's like, what conditions are like. You know, it's it's really good. It's really helpful. What you what know, was there something? Well, what about any recommendations for us on how we can get better or improvements? I mean, we're constantly looking for things to do. I mean, this podcast came out of that. Like it was my I it was an idea of mine where I wanted to do like a member spotlight and you know, I thought that sure. was sort of one dimensional. I'm like, oh, well, we'll just do a podcast. We'll get people on and, you know, talk talk to them so people can get to know them better and, and share more advice and get to know each other better. You know, we now have those new chats where people can, you know, we have the marketplace chat where you can buy and sell gear and you can look for climbing partners and, you know, just general. Is there anything there you're like, man, I wish you guys would do this. Or have you ever thought about X? No, I haven't. You did those chat groups. Those were, those are pretty good. Um, no, I, I can't really think of anything. Well, if you, if, I mean, if I know you do, you, you know how to get a hold of yeah. me. I know who to, I know who to, to, to tell or to ask. Hey, try to <laughs> exactly. do this, you know? Yeah, no, I just, I'm sorry. I just, I've drawn a blank no, on that. No worries. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's been good. So, what, what, anyway. what's something that people wouldn't know about you from following you on social media? What you're, I mean, obviously you're a big peak bagger, you're a family guy, you got kids, a couple of twins, you got teenagers. So that consumes a lot of your time. What, what, mm -hmm. what else do you do when you're not hanging out with the family? I know you're a big Huskies fan. Um, oh, I can't say that. Half the time <laughs> that I see you out on the trail, you got a Huskies hat on. Um, well, yeah, it's football. It's football season, and this year's been yeah, fun. Yeah, my my after... uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, she's a senior at at UW, so we've been enjoying um, this uh, uh, very good year in football, and excited to see what comes out of the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, my my son who's sixteen, he's really enjoying it and really getting into it, you know. And I keep telling him, I mean, there was some lean down years, you know. <laughs> yes, there were. Like, he says, "Well, I've never seen them undefeated," and I go, "Well, it's been I haven't seen them since ninety one, you know, a long time ago." So, yeah, it was. It's been. Uh, yeah, I I went. My dad took me to games when in the mid seventies, you know. And so I've been going to get those games. It looks like since, uh, so. you got some Hawks memorabilia behind you also. You uh, Seahawks yeah, fan also? Yeah, I got also. a few things. Yeah. I got a few things, yeah. Yeah, and football's, been, you know, for a spectator for, sport, you know, but mostly it's mostly been the Huskies first and then the Seahawks. And, and you know, I, that's that's what I, you know, do. You still and, golf? And I have a, uh, yeah, I don't really do too much golfing anymore. I mean, I, I, I do occasionally, but I just don't. 
you know, I'm just, I, I, this, I am doing this right now. I really enjoy doing, you know, getting out in the mountains. Um, I do have a cabin and have a cabin over in Easton, so which, which is a, you know, fairly short drive and, you know, that's nice to, to oh, go over nice. there and, yeah. and, and do stuff there. So yeah, when you see that I'm doing a bunch of stuff, you know, why is it Greg? Why is Greg always doing, you know, Baldy or Easton Ridge? Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, catches, catches beacon or little catches peak, which I like to do. It's because, yeah, it's actually, I I like Baldy. My wife and I did that, I don't know, two or three years ago, something. And I was kind of surprised I hadn't, I hadn't been up there before and we actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's nice over there. So, um, you start, you went into it a little bit about the advice. What, what advice do you have for, and I wouldn't say younger people because, um, I mean, you kind of got into this a little bit late in life. A lot of people do. I know plenty of people who didn't really start hiking until their, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, um, just for, for new peak baggers, what, what advice would you share? Um, shared a little bit of that. Is there anything you want to add? I mean, I would just, you know, take it slow you know, start out, you know, doing some, you know, minor stuff and see how you're doing and see how you feel, you know, do you feel, you know, you know, it's probably best if you can go out with someone, it depends on how you, you feel, how comfortable you feel, you know, out in, in the wilderness on whether you, you know, if, if you want to do this or not, and, you know, start out with, you know, there's, there's always people on Mount Si. There's always people on, you know, you know, mailbox, but even just going to Tiger Mountain. I mean, we were so lucky around here. We have so many places to go. I mean, I, I go to Tiger all the time. You know, Tiger Mountain is, is great. Yeah, I, you know, I know I've run a, into you a few times on Tiger. <laughs> yeah. And either you, you can do Poo Poo Point or you can go up and, you know, do West Tiger 3, you know, and see how you do doing that. And, you know, and if you get really tired, you know, then, you know, maybe try and do it again and, and see, and you can build up some strength because one of the things is about the peak begging thing. You know, if you go out there, you know, you got to remember, you got to come down and some of the stuff that we do, and I'm sure everybody on here is, you know, you're going down some super steep stuff. You know, I ran into Kelly a couple of weeks ago on, on Putrid's Peak. You know, and she was going down that thing, you know, and, and you know, we ended up going down there too. And I'm like, that is one tough thing going down, you know, and you got to be the careful. snow, it can be very dangerous. The snow, even without the yeah. snow, the first time I did Putrid's Peak, I went down it, you know, and, and I, I fell head over heels, you know, I was, you know, my cell phone flew out and I went oh, no. tumbling down and knocked a big boulder down. And, you know, now that with more experience, you you have a less, you know, you, you know, have built up some, some muscles and, you know, you have some good, you know, uh, sorry, I just lost the word, you know, that, uh, that you can get down there. You well, know, your you're confidence has increased, your endurance has yeah. improved, your stamina, all, all of these yeah. things that are so important yeah. only happen through repetition yeah. and time. And I think that's one yeah. thing a lot of people who first get into it, they want to jump from, you know, hike one to all of a sudden I'm going to go climb Mount Rainier or I'm going to go attack the Bulgers. Um, 
and you know yeah. most everybody that comes on here and 90 percent of the people that are in the group that you know have bagged hundreds of peaks you know it's it's something that has taken years for all of them it's you know it takes oh, yeah. time it takes a lot of work and commitment and effort it doesn't happen overnight so your advice to you know be patient and take it slow is is good um greg where uh you're obviously on facebook um you are on washington trails what's your uh what's your trail name again your app name on washington it's 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 kids, kids won't, won't hike. hike yeah i i can relate yeah. to that my i my my true. kids now it's, my oldest and i have two girls um they like hiking they enjoy it but they're not committed to it in any way now i mean they they like to go do some car camping occasionally and then we'll go do a hike but when they were younger kids no way and they don't want anything to do with it yeah no they, they when they were younger they kind of liked it they we did a few things but you know they never no we don't want to go hiking you know and so uh, i was just like it was just oh it was it was hard yeah. <laughs> you know we tried i tried you know hey ice cream afterwards you know <laughs> them, afterwards, that works you know. <laughs> Yeah, now no, the bribing doesn't work. I, I mean, and my my poor son, he he's, you know, he's done. He did mailbox in the fog. He did Bandera in the fog. <laughs> we went to Mount Rainier in the fog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did North Cascades Highway in the yeah. fog. You know, in the clouds. You know, you can see like a a quarter, a smidgen of all the beauty up there. Right, he's so, like, what the heck? Yeah. God. So I yeah. No, I took him. He went to like I don't know. Mount Gardner over here on the in the just off of I ninety and uh, it was a nice day. He was like, "Wow!" So you know, there is still hope for him. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so people can no, uh, check know. out your trip reports on Washington Trails. Yeah. They can follow you on Facebook. Are you like anywhere else, like Instagram, or do you have a website no, or no, anything Instagram. where you're you're just keeping track of all your stuff separately and loading it up on Peak Bagger? Did, yeah. are, you have a public profile Bay, yeah, there, Peak. so people can follow you there, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that. Those are the. Those are pretty much the three. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Well, hey, Greg. I mean, it's been fun, man. How'd it go? You you passed the sweaty palms. You good? Yeah, I did. There's no more sweaty okay. palms. So yeah, <laughs> it's like I, it's like I, I I made it across the. the you crux did. Of the you trip. made it to, through the crux. <laughs> you did a great job too. Yeah. Um. Again, I apologize. Oh. My voice is um not a hundred percent there. It sounds like I'm going through puberty again. Um, that was bad enough the first time. I really don't want to be doing this again. Um. So, hey, everybody, thanks for watching. If you're watching on YouTube or listening, if you're listening to us wherever you get your podcast from, make sure that you like and comment and you subscribe wherever that is. That helps us out a lot. Um, make sure you follow us on social media. And we, um, for those who are watching and listening that aren't familiar with the Facebook group, that's where a, a lot of this community happens and that's where people are sharing trip reports and meeting each other and greg talked about um, the various folks that he's connected with um, that have helped him along his journey that's what we're all about we're all here to help each other um check out our website 
Um, Greg is proudly wearing a PNW Peak Baggers hat. I see that. That's very cool. It's a cool color too. I like it. Um, I've got one. I've got a shirt on. Um, we have some other merch on there. Some new stuff. Some really cool stuff. I see. I got a water bottle hiding back here. Um, but we we got other stuff that's on the website that you can't find really anywhere else. So please check it out. And lastly. Um, if you're not following, uh, we like it on top. Um, we like it on top is kind of a global peak baggers, um, community. We have a website, um, Facebook group. We're all over social media. We also have a podcast there. So check us out. Um, and thanks again, Greg, great seeing you and, uh, hope to see you again you out too. on the trail.